0: Education and diversity is a significant issue around the world. A major challenge in many societies is to ensure that schools are providing for the educational needs of all young people, especially in a context of identity formation, cross-cultural understanding, globalization, societal change, and debates around values. Across the international arena, a range of policy responses, which have the potential to impact on educational provision and approaches to learning, are being developed to address this problem. Failure to adequately address the challenges associated with this problem runs the danger of deepening divisions in society and among some, some young people, reinforcing their alienation from learning and mainstream education, and from a sense of inclusion and acceptance in society and community life more widely. This has implications not only for the individuals themselves, but also for the societies and the world in which they live, both in the present time and in the future. This research is concerned to investigate educational issues associated with identity and cross-cultural understanding and to identify the ways in which innovative approaches to visual learning can provide opportunities for enhancing learning for all students in a time of personal, societal and global transition and change. The research is significant in its goal of contributing to the formation of identity cross-cultural understanding, community building, social inclusion and integration through education. It is original and significant in its use of visual research to inquire into the application of innovative learning experiences through visual explorations by students to address these concerns. The genesis of this study starts with my own upbringing in education. I was born in Rusapi, Rhodesia, in 1973, to Ruth, an amateur beekeeper and David, a pathologist. By 1979, the political situation in Rhodesia was fragile enough to force my family to leave the country, and with my siblings either in employment or at boarding school in the United Kingdom, my parents moved to Libya following an offer of employment for my father at a hospital in Benghazi. I remember idyllic days on the beaches of the Mediterranean, but for my parents, Libya was a time of financial struggle and uncertainty. In 1981, I was sent to Winchester House School, a preparatory boarding school in England, and whilst the five years I, had spent, I spent there remained some of the happiest and most secure of my life, the school heralded the start of long separations from parents and family that have continued to this day. With my parents still working in Libya, and with limited travel options to and from the country, My holidays are spent with my best friend Oliver and his family, or with my farming cousins in Northamptonshire. I was lucky enough to have a loving family, but was not lucky enough to have the unlimited access to them that is sometimes taken for granted by most young people. Notwithstanding the sense of separation associated with these experiences, I was always conscious that my parents had made the decisions that they did, for good reason, and I now find myself enriched with their legacy of a superlative education And an extensive breadth of experience of the world. Whilst at Winchester House my love of art was nurtured, as was my love of nature. It was an environment where talent and passion were recognised and celebrated by both staff and peers, regardless of the level of skill or type of interest. When I left Winchester House and headed northwards to Derbyshire and a school of old tradition Repton, I was in for a rude shock. The five years at Repton were a struggle from the start. My dislocation from parents, who had by this time built and sold a house in Cyprus and now lived in Bahrain, continued. But my friendship with my closest friend, Oliver, had been compromised by his enrollment at another school. My passion and talent for painting were encouraged by the art teacher at Repton, but ridiculed on the most part by my peers. The school was driven by sporting achievements and certainly not by the arts. Reflecting on my experiences at Repton, Having started this thesis, I realized now that many overseas students struggled at school and were marginalised. At the end of term, I would board the London-bound train with these fellow students, dispatched from Repton as a group that no one really knew what to do with because we deviated from the norm and really had no home to which we could readily return. In 1991, I finished school and headed to London to study at Central St. Martin's Art College. Whilst at Central Saint Martins Art College, my painting was very much influenced by Russian icons and the use of gold and black to create these divine images. I studied there for a year and then was accepted to study an honours degree at the Slade School of Fine Art, part of University College London. The Slade is renowned for its life painting, and for a time I worked in the life studio, slowly improving on my realistic representations of the human form. As I moved through the four-year course, the emphasis on my art changed, and I started to work with portraiture and the representation of character. Specifically, I was interested in popular icons of the day, pop stars and soccer players, and I worked in oil paint on large canvases nine foot high. My final degree show in 1996 was made up of an exhibition of ten paintings of the most sought-after soccer players in the country. In contrast, but at the same time, I also started to paint more conventional portraits commercially to fund my studies. Portraiture on this level is an interesting pastime. Some patrons like to be caught in a natural manner, almost in a snapshot of time, whilst others like a more considered approach to be taken to their visage. Regardless, all portraiture is a statement of character, position and means, and I remain very interested in the process of capturing these qualities and what story they can tell. By the time I had completed my studies at the Slade, my parents had moved to Cahors in the southern region of France. My father was seriously ill with cancer by this time, and after he died in August 1997, my mother struggled to maintain her life in France. Following the death of my sister Amanda in 2001, my mother moved to Cape Town in an attempt to recapture the happiness she had known during the late 60s and 70s in Central Africa. By 2002, I was unsettled living in London, and I decided to relocate to Australia for a year. It was an interesting experience settling in a new country as an adult, establishing new friendships, learning new cultural expectations, and creating a new existence. In 2003, my mother died and I found myself entirely alone. With the death of my mother, my tenuous connection to a home life and to a sense of belonging disappeared. I was faced with the choice of returning to the United Kingdom or forging a life for myself in Australia. Having chosen the latter, I moved to Melbourne enrolled in an education degree at Australian Catholic University. My childhood experiences of dislocation and my experiences as a migrant to Australia have focused my research interests on student resilience especially through the retention of and expression of identity and culture, particularly through the visual arts. As a pre-service teacher in inner-city Melbourne, I was exposed to classrooms with an almost 100% first-generation immigration immigrant dem- demographic, with a majority of the students coming from the Sudan or Somalia. It was fascinating to observe these students lead two different lives, a mirror of the one they had known all their life in their homeland, and the one is an Australian citizen in an environment with totally new values and expectation. Whilst every effort was made to celebrate their culture, it was evident that among many students there were complexities to be addressed, loss of culture, issues of integration with local and other immigrant student populations, and a lack of understanding of curriculum content and the expectations of life in an Australian school and Australian society more broadly. A key research focus of the study is to ascertain how creative learning in schools can better position all young people, both immigrant students and domestic students, so that they can more readily establish their own sense of identity, so that mutual respect and understanding is nurtured, and so that they acquire the tools and knowledge to build their own resilience and capacity to contribute to an inclusive society and a globalised Australia that is at the forefront of countries in the successful integration of diverse student groups through education.